Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. Scott Grodsky and Sam Schmitz coming live from the Lakeland University Studios offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. This segment will be doing Brewers brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series of vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Sam, rough week for the Brewers. 1-5 1-5 since the Josh Hader trade, 1-6 since, you know, the day before the Josh Hader trade. Uh, but uh, it was the 1-5 stretch was not pretty. It was not pretty how they lost. It was not pretty who they lost to with the Reds and Pirates. It is also six games in a 162-game season. What's your level of concern at as you, as you see what's going on? You know, Scott, I've been saying this too the last week ever since the Hader trade and ever since the last couple of games in Pittsburgh. It's not just the fact that they're losing to the Pirates and the Reds. It's it's the way that they're losing. It's the things that are happening. It's like somebody messed around with like a monkey paw. Now the team has like bad luck uh, because on top of that, you get swept by the Pirates. Uh, Devin Williams in his first game gives up a walk-off home run, still probably dealing with the hater stuff. Um, on top of that, I mean, you have a Mike Brasso error that costs you Sunday's game and all that. So it's just it's it's rough for the entire team right now. But the thing is to not just looking at okay it is a small sample size it is just a few games and it is 160 it is 162 game season at the end of the day but the thing is i look back at the trade deadline and a lot of these teams that you're going to be fighting with in the playoffs not only did they add but let's be honest i mean we pride this Milwaukee Brewers team on the incredible starting pitching staff that they have what i don't think a lot of people realize is around baseball these teams that have pretty much an entire all-star team on their offense alone they're like five or six pitchers deep, too, in the starting rotation. You look at the Dodgers with um, Urias, and then if Kershaw comes back before the end of the season, they'll be getting Walker Buehler back soon. Uh, Dustin May is about to come back for the Dodgers as well. Tyler Anderson, Tony Gonsolin, Andrew Heaney. I mean, that's seven right there. And then the Padres. And the Mets have the best one-two punch. As good as the Brewers' exactly. one-two punch is, the Mets have the best one-two punch in baseball. But on top of that, all those teams have in common, they have – pretty much multiple MVPs in one lineup and then multiple all-stars, if not MVPs in the lineup. It's just, I get like baseball playoffs is, is a whole different animal. If you get in, chances are something can happen if you get hot at the right time. But 
I don't know, man. I, I look at those teams of those pitching staffs and the incredible offenses that they have. It's I just I have a hard time convincing myself as a Brewer fan that you know this is going to be the year. And it's it's sad because you know the question is I think a couple of years ago if if we were to tell ourselves hey the Brewers have this consecutive playoff streak and you know I think a lot of, a lot of Brewers fans would be pretty happy about that. But now you're looking at it through a window of okay, well, how many more years of Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff do we have? That's pretty much, I think, the window to win a World Series before you have to worry about those guys potentially getting bigger contracts or, or losing them. So it's tough right now because now it's not – if I hear bites of the apple one more time, it's like, it's like a swear word to me, Scott. But I know that's their team philosophy, but I think fans are looking at it right now through the perspective of, okay, well, this is a championship window, all things considered. Yeah, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can call in 414-677-1250. Again, that's 414-677-1250 or tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. To me, I, I am interested to see how long this, this funk goes or what do you say, monkey's paw? I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious how long it'll go. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, I mean, if you watch the interview Devin Williams did immediately after the Josh Hader trade, you can tell what the morale was in the clubhouse when that happened. Eventually, that will pass. It's just how that's how sports goes. That's how life goes. Eventually, that will pass, and the Brewers will be back to to being somewhat of the team that they were before the Hader trade. And then, I don't know that a ton has changed for for my expectations or hopes for the 2022 season. I think. To say that they are a better team now than they were before the trade is a, is a is wrong. I, I think Hater is a great closer, but I think that the biggest problem was never having someone in the ninth inning or having a good bullpen. If the Brewers are going to make a run, then Taylor Rogers and the rest of the guys, Matt Bush, who came in, are going to have to play well anyway. But regardless, it's been the same problem for a couple of years for the Brewers. You get to the playoffs because you have great pitching, but once you get to the playoffs, everyone has great pitching. And you need to be able to get those timely hits. And they sure weren't able to do it against the Braves last year. And I, to me, the bigger concern at the deadline wasn't necessarily trading Hayter. And that's a weird thing to say, considering he's a four-time All-Star and three-time reliever of the year. But the bigger concern was not getting a hitter or two or three to have some more consistent pop in the lineup so that you can be more of a threat to win a a three-game series, a seven-game series as you go further on. And I I think that's going to be a concern going forward. I think that there are some guys on the team who have shown they can do it at times. Hunter Renfro has been far and away better than Jackie Bradley Jr. was, who I saw he got DFA'd a couple days ago too. Um, But uh, there there definitely have been some flashes from the, the hitters. It's not... It's not the lineup it was two years ago where you're throwing out Ryan Healy and Jed Jerko in a playoff game as like the three and four hitters. That was interesting. Whatever you do, uh, don't bring that up to Tim Allen. He might throw something across the room. <laughs> uh, so it, it's not that, but it is something that I would have liked to have seen a bat. I, I guess that's all I can say. Yeah, because look, at the end of the day, if, if Estuary Ruiz is your answer to the center field issue along with Tyrone Taylor – I get that Esther Ruiz could be a big part of this team going forward, but I'm sorry, that's not probably going to help you compete against the lineup that has Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Trey Turner as their first three hitters. No, no. Uh, Christian Yelich does help, and Christian yeah. Yelich has been—it's it, been long enough now to where you can—it's it, real. Yeah. Since switching to the leadoff role, he has been a much improved player. Is he ever going to be the one and should have been two-time MVP again? I don't know. Um, but I know right now he's a guy you can rely on in your lineup. Uh, Colton Wong 
is starting to hit a lot better. They're, the signs are there and some of the pieces are there. It's just a matter of the consistency. Yeah, and I, um, after the first series against the Colorado Rockies on Sunday, game three of that four-game series, it kind of stood out to me that Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro after that game admitted that before the second half got underway, the team kind of had a, a meeting mm-hmm. with the hitters and kind of said that they were going to change their philosophy and kind of just take what the other team gave them. And I, I kind of bought into it, and it, it looked like they really – it was, it's what, like I said, it's one thing to talk the talk. You got to walk the walk. And for those first couple of games after the All Star break, they were actually doing it. And I, I could see a little bit of a different Brewers offense. But right after the Hater trade, I mean, everything just kind of went back to how they're looking in the first half. Where, I mean, Corbin Burns gives up a few runs, and all of a sudden, boom, my my morale is like, well, that's the game. You know, there's really no confidence in them trying to come back. And I don't know. It's it's frustrating because on top of that, we talk about this like little curse that's going on with the Brewers ever since the Hater trade, like. How coincidental is it the fact that Taylor Rogers yesterday gives up a run? Granted, Hunter Renfro kind of whiffed in the outfield, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's it, very frustrating. But yes, know. yesterday's game was very disheartening the way it was. Yeah. That it was Taylor Rogers, and yes, Hunter Renfro should have had that, but runner shouldn't have been on second anyway. It was a wild pitch from Rogers that got him there. Yeah. So uh, that was very disheartening. Having Keston Hura, who nice couple of days for him, right. but having him hit a home run that sort of felt in that moment like, okay, this is going to be it. This is going to get them over the hump. And then immediately you have Mike Brasso coming in off the bench, making an error at third that I don't know that he was getting the runner anyway, but first and third uh, is very different than third with a run in already. Um, The way that that game went was very disheartening, but I do believe that, you know, they have a day off today. They play the Rays uh, at home. They have a lot of home games to close the season. I believe 20 of their final 26 games are at home. Yeah. Um, It's not over. And if you, if you look on, uh, Anytime the Brewers Twitter account posts their final score without a graphic where it's just, you, you know it's a bad game when there's no graphic, it just says final Reds four Brewers two, yeah. look through that comment section, it is a wasteland. Oh yeah. It is not that bad. It is a bad stretch right now, but it is a bad stretch that eventually a good team will snap out of. And by the way, it's also a bad stretch that's compounded by the fact that the Phillies and Cardinals are on fire at a rate that is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals and Phillies are not going to win 90% of their games the rest of the season. They're just not. So at some point, the Brewers are going to come back into this playoff mix, and then it's just a matter of whether or not they have the staying power and the consistent hitting to to be there. And as far as once you get to the playoffs, look, I, I don't think anyone is going to look up and down the roster of this Brewers team and say, on paper, yeah, this team's better than the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. This team's better than the Mets. This team's better than the Padres or, or even the Braves. They're not on paper. But they have pitching that can keep them in any series. And if you get a couple of hitters to be consistent at the same time, which has been a struggle for the last three years in the playoffs, they can beat anyone. Yeah. And I think that kind of boils down to what we've been talking about here on the afternoon show for the past couple weeks is, look, at the end of the day, are they going to get in the playoffs? Are they a playoff team? Absolutely. I would put money on it. Now, whether or not they are going to win the Central or get in uh, one of those wild card spots, um, I couldn't, as Rami used to say here on the show, I couldn't, you know, quote, put that on my mama. <laughs> but I'm very confident in them getting the playoffs, just whether or not it's a Central championship or a wild card team. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't say what right now. But I think the, the question is for the Brewers, it's not, you know, are they good enough to get in the playoffs? Now it's it's to the point where, once again, kind of, divvying away from the bites of the apple comment it's are they good enough to make another deep run are they good enough to win series again this time i think that's that's what it boils down to for this Brewers team this year because yeah if, if we're just talking about them getting it back into the playoffs 
I'm confident about that. Yeah. But it's just when they are in the playoffs, getting the job done, that's that's where I get very skittish and concerned. Yeah, and I, I think there's reason to be concerned. I also think as much as you don't want to hear bites of the apple, and I understand why you don't, yeah. I get what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're – I think the way they're going about it makes sense. I think they are set up for, for longer-term success. I don't think they were going to re-sign Josh Hader at the end of next year. No. Uh, not to mention Corbin Burns and everyone else who's going to be up for a contract around that same time. They're going to have to make choices. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the there's very different opinions on both Gasser and Ruiz in terms of what they can be and where their ceiling is versus what their floor is. If they come close to their ceiling, then, you know, I mean— it, <laughs> The trade that brought Hader to the Brewers in the first place was a similar kind of trade where it was a bunch of guys and pretty much all of them panned out on some level. I'm trying to think who the fourth one was. It was Hader, Hauser, Domingo Santana, and Brett uh, Phillips. Brett Phillips. Yeah. So all of them panned out at least to some extent. Right. Um, and it's kind of crazy, too. When you look at that trade, it's not just, you know, Carlos Gomez for those four prospects. It's okay, what did you do with Brett Phillips and Domingo Santana? Uh-huh. And you know, and now Hater. Right, and how did you, you move those guys as well? It's, it's crazy when you look at the whole tree of how that trade pans out. But I just want to kind of get your thoughts on this real quick before we hit a break. Um, we talk about the Hater trade and everything. You know, the Denelson the Met part, just very, very frustrating. Um, but it kind of got me thinking because when the trade happened, Kevin and I, we were trying to hold back from one of my biggest pet peeves is, oh, this team won the trade, you know, hours after it happened mm-hmm. and not seeing it, you know, kind of play out a couple of years from now. But the the thing that makes me more frustrated than the Denelson Del- Lamette part is, is, is if that's the return for Josh Hader is Taylor Rogers and two prospects, one that can hopefully help you out this year. I kind of would have liked to just have played it out throughout, you know, through the rest of this year, have another shot of Josh Hader at a pen and chase and then trade him in the off season. Because if that's the haul for a year and a half of Josh Hader, I guess what's the difference between for a year? Yeah, yeah. I, I I tend to agree, and especially when you're trading him to a team that you could easily play in the playoffs too. Um, I I don't disagree with you, but I also yeah I don't I, know I, what the offers are. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't know what was being called in to to Stearns and Arnold. I I don't know if this really was head and shoulders above what everything else was because you know it's Josh Hader's been the best reliever in baseball for five years but he's a reliever yeah and that's a tough position to evaluate that's a tough position to put a price tag on when you're trading guys who in Gasser and Ruiz could be everyday position player and every fifth day solid starters I I don't know the Lamette part yeah, it was not a great look to trade for a guy and then DFA him, I think, three days later. Yeah. Uh, and I, I definitely didn't. I, they DFA'd um, Jake McGee yesterday. Yeah, and then Pedro Severino a couple of days before that. And so I, I I don't know why it was a rush to get rid of Lamette before yeah. they even saw him pitch. Or even try to substitute Lamette with a bat that could have, you know, Padres could have paid the salary like for a Will Myers. You yeah. know, you give us Will Myers, you pay his salary, we'll, we'll fill up your soda machine for the rest of the year, stuff like that. Sure, sure. It's just... I don't know. I mean, and they and they had guys like that. I mean, they right. had Hosmer. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, you could have found a way. I mean, I know McCutcheon's been the DH for most of the year, but you can find ways with that de- designated hair spot. I don't know. That that's that's frustrating to me. But I was always a pro- uh, proponent of you know trading Josh Hader before you you know before he walked, if anything, because I'd rather just save that money towards Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff. Just no, I, I try agree. to keep I, one, I, but you know, 
it is I, what I it think is. If you're limited to how many you can keep, I, I think he was a good one to to trade away. Yeah. I just I tend to agree with you. I would have liked to have gotten a bat, or I would have liked to have waited until December and the winter meetings and, and make a move then. That's the part that surprised me the most and Tim Allen, who we'll talk to you in about fifteen minutes here on the afternoon show, is that we had the soundbite from Stearns. I can dig it back up too, but the fact that he admitted that they didn't make any outgoing calls on Josh Hader shopping him around that 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 was the most surprising part to me i was a little surprised by that too i i think he's trying to make the point if we weren't looking to trade him yeah but if you are trading him maybe you should make the calls but, but like, i don't know maybe you drive the price up i'm not i'm not sure but yeah. it is it is what it is um we'd love to hear your thoughts on the josh Hader trade and the general state of the brewers right now after losing six of their last seven games and falling out of the playoffs for now but not very far out of the playoffs. You can call in 414-677-1250. Again, that's 414-677-1250. Also tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. You are listening to The Fan Afternoon Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 12.50 a.m. Did I hear that right, Sam? Was that Bart saying how the Brewers tanked their season? Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm not. I'm not that far. So, we we are talking about the concern level for the Brewers. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm can not you quite guess how there. Bart feels? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think you have to guess much when it comes to Bart. But uh, you know, that's that's topic for tomorrow when we bring Bart Winkler in. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna go out to the phone lines in a minute again. You can call in 414-677-1250, 414-677-1250, uh, along with Bart's sunny disposition. Uh, we have Bill in Iron River, and uh, Bill has got a but I got a concern I hadn't really thought about too much. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I am. I am concerned, and I certainly hope that my take on this is wrong. But I'm 70 years old. I remember the '63, '64 Braves, and the kind of moves they were making that didn't make any sense. And they, they, when a team, when a franchise decides to leave a city, this is not a one-year or a year and a half decision. There's a lot of planning that goes into it. I hope I'm wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Brewers leave Milwaukee in the next couple of years. There are other cities that are larger, would be a larger market, and I'm sure they would love to have a major league team. That's why I'm content just to be able to 
enjoy baseball while we've got it. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, happy to. If you're if you're staying on with us, Bill, I just other than the the Josh Hader move, which I, I think is what you're talking about. What what makes you think that's a, a possibility that they're moving? No, he dropped off, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, well, I I'll say my comments on that. I I don't see it happening. Um, I wasn't I wasn't around when the the Braves left, and I can understand the the healthy fear of it because. Lord knows that that would not be a fun moment if that happened in Milwaukee and, and Brewers baseball was suddenly gone. But I uh, I don't see that happening. I, I think that the hater trade was one that was moved in large part to making sure that baseball can be successful in Milwaukee for years to come. That's the whole philosophy behind the bite of the apple that, uh, you know, Sam made the mistake of telling me he hated hearing. So I'm trying to put it in as many times as I can. But oh, uh, I, I, I got to be honest, I I have a different approach to some of the bite of the apple stuff than uh, some other people do. If I grew up as a uh, was Florida Marlins, now Miami Marlins fan. And I can tell you, if you don't do bite of the apple, it can get real rough for a really long time. Now, the flip side of that is the Marlins did go all in twice and they won the World Series both years when they did it. So there there are sides to, to both ways on this. Uh, but to me, uh, to to go to Bill's uh, Bill's concern out in Iron River, I I don't think the Brewers are are leaving. I, I don't think there's any chance that's happening. I don't think there's any inclining of that inclining of that happening. Um, I I think you're you're looking at Brewers baseball in Milwaukee for a long time to come. I would agree, just based on you know how small of a market and how many fans they drive in every year, and just how much you know people know how much this team means to the city. You know, I'm not worried about that either. But yeah, I mean it is uh, it is. And interesting when you talk about the bites of the apple and all that. Once again, 414-677-1250. Got a couple more minutes for you guys before we get to Tim Allen at 430. If you guys want to call in or tweet us at 1250 and the fan. Let's go to Nate on the north side. Nate, you're on the fan. Uh, what's good, you guys? Nice talk to you, Scott. Um, for me, this, this is the thing. Um, you're you're going to eventually, for eventually, we're going to get to an offseason and you're going to have players available that you might want to sign and things like that, of that nature. Um, can I, if, if I may, Scott, if you were a player who, who, who's at the end, closer to the middle or in the end of his career and the Brewers call you and the Braves call you and you have two contracts, they both of them want to sign you. Would you be per, more per? Would you be more preference to go to the Braves, or would you be more preference to go to the Brewers? Who's got playing time for me? Both of them have playing time. Uh, I think right now it, it'd be you'd, you'd have to go with the Braves if you're being honest in terms of exactly where both of these organizations are and and where they're both headed. But I, I and, and I get your point. I do think though it's not. It's not the sky is falling. It's not that the Brewers. It's it's not like you're you're talking between the Brewers and the Pirates. You're talking about the Brewers and the team that won the World Series last year. Okay. Um, so for I. Me, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, for me, I will I will go to the Braves. I will go to the Braves as well, and and it's because of this simple fact. I know. I feel like I know every year the Braves are going to put their best foot forward mm-hmm. and try to win. The Brewers, if you, I probably, if you go to the Brewers, you run into situations like this. If I'm, I'm pretty sure if you, if you give Andrew McCutcheon some truth serum, knowing what he knows now, 
he doesn't he doesn't sign with the Brewers. Due to the simple fact is you're in the middle of you're 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 a division leader. You're in the middle of a a, a a race to the playoffs, trying to get to the playoffs to win a World Series. And the ownership the the ownership in the front office, I don't give I don't give any exemptions to David Stearns. I know he's made great moves. I don't give any exemptions to him, and I definitely don't give any exemptions to Mark Ananasio. Both of the both of them as a collective screwed this up. I don't, I don't. I'm not. I'm not for Stearns, and I'm not for Antonio. I'm for the Milwaukee Brewers. Both of them messed this up. They, them, they, them as together made the decision to trade the best pitcher, the best relief pitcher in Major League Baseball for scraps. You can tell me that he, oh, we got a young young pitcher and 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 all this and a young center fielder, but from what I've heard, and from what multiple people have have told, come come on, this radio station has said they said the pitcher is nothing but a, a back into the rotation type guy, and the center fielder, he's had three good months where his approach has been not to swing at everything, but as far as his his success overall, he's a free swinger and he strikes out a lot. Well, and we got we got to see Nate what those guys end up turning into. I I, I get your point, um, but you know at this point for for prospects like that, no one really knows exactly what's going to be coming from those guys. Uh, one thing that that as you were talking about the winning a World Series versus just winning a little bit in the playoffs and the mentality of whether you'd want to go to the Braves or Brewers, I, I was thinking about as you were you were talking. Uh, I heard. Josh Hader did an interview uh, when he got to San Diego and joined the Padres that to me was a little brutal to listen to where Hader specifically said, and and I, some of this is a guy in his first couple days with a team trying to make a good first impression, but he said in the interview, and I'm paraphrasing here, that, look, this clubhouse is different. We're looking to win World Series. We're not looking to just make the playoffs. That's a very tough thing to hear a guy who's been in your organization for six years, seven years say about his new team. And again, Sam, I, I get it. He's, he's trying to pump up his new team. Not so much talk down on his old one. Uh, but the look there's not great. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at the end of the day, you're right. That's just what he's going to say in his first couple of days with the San Diego Padres. But I mean, that's, that would have been music to the Brewers fans ears. If either Mark Anasio or David Stearns, you know, said that even if they believe in the bites of the apple philosophy, I think at this point just lie to the fans and say that you know the goal is to win a World Series. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you if you come short, look at the end of the day, if you are admitting that you're trying to win a World Series, I think if you just lie, I think that's going to be a lot better than just admitting that you want bites of the apple and just try to make it into the playoffs every year. And then you hear Josh Hader like, look, we obviously know the Padres are are talking the talk or walking the walk with you know making all the moves that they have, but they made it very clear that they want to win a World Series. So. I don't know. That's just kind of where I come from. We'll get Tim Allen's thoughts on that in a couple minutes here. But before we hit a break, let's sneak in one more caller. Once again, 414-677-1250. Scout to James in Waukesha. James, you're on the fan. Hey, guy. How are you? That's a bad idea. Hey, I'm good. Hey, I wanted to follow up with uh, Bill in Iron Mountain. God bless him. <laughs> hey, I think what Bill was trying to say was we're, we're at the point where um, where we were with the Green Bay Packers in the early 90s. We need a change in ownership. We were with the Milwaukee Bucks with Herb Cole, 
and the new ownership. We need new ownership. And and I had this conversation with my son yesterday. Now I'm 60 years old. I, I, I've seen it all. Right? And, and I even said to him, we either need new ownership or I'll even accept the team leaving, going to another city, and then a few years down the road, we bring in a new franchise and with the right ownership because that's where I'm at. I, 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 it, let's just face it. I mean, we, 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 we need somebody with a big checkbook. Let, let me ask you, and I, I get where you're coming from again off the hater trade, but were you thinking, you know, let's go back three weeks ago, this is a Brewers team that's made the playoffs four years in a row and has built up a pretty solid core. Was this something that you were hoping for or thinking about before this, or is this just a, a reaction to the hater trade? No, it's well, first of all, let's forget four years in a row. The bubble year, I don't count. I don't count for basketball. I don't count for football. Okay, e- either way, though, it's still three years in a row is still pretty no, good. For no, the it's been there all along. It's it just, it is what it is. Okay. You lived through this so many years. You see it, and it is what it is. I mean, we have a hundred and thirty million dollar payroll. I mean, look where look where the top six eight teams are. Mm-hmm. It, we're, I mean, the Bucks they're at the top of the payroll. They when they the year they won the championship, they were paying a luxury tax. The Packers are always looking to get under the the, the under, under the cap. I mean, it, we're we're just way far away from it. I mean, if you threw another fifty million dollars on his payroll and took you from one hundred and thirty to one hundred eighty, where would that take you? All right. Well, that's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. I uh, I do. I, I I don't think that you're gonna see the change in ownership. I don't think that you're gonna see the the team leaving for a couple of years and then a different one coming back. Um, but you know, crazier things, I guess. Uh, but uh, that's. We're going to take a quick break here on the the Fan Afternoon Show, and then we'll get Tim Allen's thoughts on everything going on with the Brewers as they're going through this. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a transition, Sam. I mean, they're, they're still trying to win right now. It's just right. it's, it's been a rough week. Rough patch. It's been a rough week. We'll <laughs> yeah. have Tim Allen's thoughts coming up after the break. Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. This segment brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. We are now joined by Tim Allen, the host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show here on 1250 The Fan. You can find him on Twitter at Tim Allen Rants. He's joining us by the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Tim, how you doing? More important how you are, and I understand a lot of Brewers conversation on a uh, lonely off day Monday. Yeah, there's a there's a lot more Brewers talk than I would have expected when you you looked on the <laughs> calendar and saw you know it's week and a half after the trade deadline. Maybe we'd be talking about picking up a mediocre bat, and that'd be about it in terms of the fireworks. Instead, there was a lot more that went on, and then it was uh, a real rough week over the last week. I mean, how, how do you see it from your eyes? Well, now that uh, I mean we we are literally in the uh, aftermath of that trade, and and I understand how, you know, uh, Brewers fans are going to process uh, this this particular trade, and and I too. I mean, I, I was uh, I'm, I'm in the camp of you uh, you should have gotten more, and I'm I'm convinced of that. And you know, whatever backpedaling or reading the the tea leaves or conspiracy theories or or whatever. 
that's fine. And and it's it's funny how this trade conversation we want it to pass, we do, but the more they they lose in the aftermath of it, the more it stays prevalent. And it's the way they lose also, where you have leads in Pittsburgh and and your bullpen coughs them up. I mean that that to me isn't maybe coincidental. It, they're they're connected a little bit. But all that being said, I think we have to be careful as Brewers fans. As I was thinking about it today that we don't pile on everything about the heritage and history of this organization over 50 years into one trade in one year, in one trade deadline. We have to be careful that we don't scoop everything in and say, well, this is a, this is a horrible organization because they, they've only made the World Series one time. Or you know, they don't have the money to compete, or they won't give the money to compete at a higher level. Or Brewers fans are accepting of less because they're just Brewer fans. I mean, all of these things, you know, don't 26-year playoff drought, don't scoop them all in to one little pile because of one trade deadline in one given year. And, And I think each of those issues that I just brought up, Scott, Sam, each of those issues are important to this organization, its heritage and its history. But to lump it all together at one time via one trade, I, I don't know if, if that's a, a really particularly healthy thing to do as, as a fan. But, you know, so be it. Uh, I don't screen calls on the postgame show. Sam, you've been working with me for a million years. That You know that. Oh, yeah. I don't care what they want to talk about. They're going to talk about what they talk about. Yeah, and but some I'm of that's hoping, being a fan. Yeah, it, it is, Scott. It is. And, and I'm hoping that at some point, including myself, I, I throw myself into this category. Mm-hmm that we, we, we move on, and I think for sure we want the players to move on and get over it, to hear Hunter Renfro say we lost our life's blood, and, or, and to hear Devin Williams' tone and, yeah, and demeanor. I mean, guys, I, I, I know it's – let us fans do that to a degree. You guys as players, get over it and get to playing baseball. I, I, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, and, and to me I think – Look, it, it's a really rough week. It's a one-week stretch out of a 162-game season. Once the Brewers win a couple of games, which, believe it or not, they will win a couple of games, does this go away to the extent that it is right now, or is this something that you see as a lasting problem? A good chunk of it, Scott, will go away. It, it really will. That's how I see it, though. Yep, yep, it's, it's going to go away. But they, you know, they, they have to get there. And like I said, the more they lose – the more this is going to be attached at the hip with this tra- uh, trade for uh, you know, what they got. I, I, you have to turn things around. It's not coincidental, guys. It isn't. As much as Craig Council wants to say, it's just a bad week of baseball. Just a bad week of baseball. No, no, no. This is a little bit different, Craig, because it came on the heels of the trade. And the, the sooner you start winning three of four, win five of six, win six of eight, get on a little bit of a roll – I think it will go away, and we can focus our sights and center our attention on what, to, well, really is what's uh, uh, turning out to be a quite intense pennant race here. It is, and and they're chasing now. They're chasing, and this is this is. Do you want them to do what they did last year and just roll into the playoffs, uh, flying high, and we don't have to play anybody, and everybody get rest and get healthy? I don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe this will be the impetus behind a strong run. As they do head into that that playoff push, whether you 
like the trade, don't care about the trade, hate the trade. The trade happened. How do you see the bullpen now with some of the new pieces? I know since since the trade, I was reading uh, Adam McKelvey earlier today, and I saw he pulled the numbers of the relievers since the deadline are 0-3 with 24 hits, 15 runs allowed in 20 innings. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not going to cut it, and obviously that bullpen is better than that. But where do you see them now? Were they elite and now they're good? Were they good and now they're mediocre? What are you expecting? I, uh, you know, the, the Rosenthal thing aside, I thought the Matt Bush deal was a fantastic deal, and I still do. Dude's having a great year. Mm-hmm. He is. Now, it wasn't a real good introduction uh, to Brewers fans in a Brewers uniform. It really wasn't. But uh, but I think that is a really strong candidate of the exact type of relief pitcher that the Brewers were looking for all season long. I heard yeah, he you has had, the stuff for sure. Uh, oh no doubt. And and I heard you talking to one of our listeners, Nate. And Nate's been with me on the post game show all day long, uh, screaming all year long about getting one of those uh, you know middle to late kind of uh, relief guys. And that's him. They did pick that guy up. And. What's what's unfortunate is that, you know, guys like Matt Bush that come in and assume that real intense high leverage role, this is the risk you take with just this first introduction. If this happens 10 days after he has, uh, you know, uh, eight, eight scoreless appearances and we all love him, it's a little more forgiving, but it's just it so happens that he comes in and, mm, you know, things happen uh, immediately. Collectively... Now, this was prior to Denelson Lamette's uh, releasing. But I thought the bullpen, and this is going to shock a lot of people, I thought the bullpen had a chance to collectively be better than it was prior to the deadline. And I know this, this may shock some people, but they had some troubles in there. They had the trouble bridging the gap to their lockdown box Williams hater uh, from the starter. And when the starters, you see these pitch counts going up. They're, these are all interconnected stories. You see the pitch counts go up, especially Aaron Ashby, including Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. These guys, I don't know what it is. Uh, they're staring down the barrel of 37 pitches after two innings. And it's like, man, all of a sudden you're, you're in the 50s in the blink of an eye, and it's a short start. So what do you do? You've been having to hand things over to Strezleckis and Luke Barkers and uh, these types of guys. And that's just not going to cut it. That just wasn't going to cut it, and that didn't bridge the gap. Well, now they got a little uh, gap bridgers, if you will, and I think the bullpen will settle in. You're right, Scott, that those numbers won't be that inflated uh, you know, as we move along. And maybe, just maybe, this team needs some stiffer competition. And forget about Pittsburgh. Forget about Cincinnati. It hurts. It's crushing. I understand that. They should have been 5-1 and one instead of 1-5. and five. You know, maybe maybe a St. Louis series is what the doctor ordered. And, you know, get that will make them forget about Hader. That will raise the intensity level. Uh, it might even help this baseball team right now. You brought up Lamette. How has that sat with you since it it happened? I I, I just I don't know. I, I when when the trade first came in, I was talking to a, a buddy about it who was really excited because he's looking at you know the the guy's numbers from 2020 in the the 60 game season when he was fourth in Cy Young voting. He was electric. Obviously, he's been injured since then, and he's been bad when he's been healthy. But it was still a part of the trade, and then to have it DFA'd a couple days later, only to then DFA Jake McGee and uh, uh, Severino as well. So there were some roster spots too. I just it, that that part's the weirdest part of the whole thing to me. 
it almost seems like there's more of the story we we're not aware of. Mm-hmm. But then then he's picked up by the Rockies, you know. So they they didn't seem to have a an issue with it. And, and I don't know if it's. I'm just speculating here. It, it, you're right. It doesn't make sense. And 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 it could be that, you know, the the agent or the player. I'm just speculating here. Said I go into Milwaukee. I, I don't want to play in Milwaukee. Well, I, I got to tell you, I, I feel much better about my uh, my concerns or questions with it when you, you're telling me you have some of the same thoughts because you know more baseball than I ever will. Well, and and that you got to wonder about that. You, you do because it just you're right. It, it's head scratching. It kind of d- didn't make a lot of sense. Um, or or you know if if that was the case, why involve him in the trade? But it could have been an aftermath of. This dude's just like, nope. You know, I had an ex-girlfriend in Milwaukee or whatever. Some, something bad happened to someone in, in, in my life with the regards to the state. of. I'm just speculating here. You never know. And I don't think we'll ever get the, the full, full story of this. And just one, one more thing on that hater deal, Scott. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have to also consider when a general manager of president of baseball ops, or both, when they believe a player is going to fall off, we don't know. And I'm not bashing Josh Hader. He's 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 a good dude, and I've known him for all his years, even before he he, he made it to the big leagues here. And we have to consider this fact. Maybe through whatever algorithm of analysis that the Milwaukee Brewers use, the velo numbers, the rev rate. The age, the wear and tear, the innings pitch, the pitch counts, the year's service time. How much did he pitch in the minors? Did he have back injury troubles? Let's look at his medical past. All of these things considered. And each team has their own little, little biorhythms and algorithms of, of what a pitcher is and where he's headed. It's possible, guys, that they feel that Josh Hader was going to start falling. It, it's very possible that that might explain a little bit of this. It might explain, you know, wh- why he had a little rough, uh, rough area in, in July there. But, uh, but again, I'm just speculating that I want to trust Stern so much that I will consider these, these types of, of avenues and not excuses, but, but their way of doing business could have been that they really believed that Josh was going to start tailing, and as he tailed, he was going to be up for con, uh, contract money, and it was going to be big money. And all things considered, it was just sort of a cut-bait situation. I, I, you know, I'm not sure, but maybe it's something to consider. Okay. That's uh, Tim Allen, host of Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show here on 1250 AM. The fan, uh, Tim, is it, is it still, after the way the last week has gone, is it still the 2022 championship season? <laughs> It sure is, man. Until that, until they are eliminated after the last pitch, and you make the switch, and until they're eliminated, man, it, it is the twenty-two championship season. They will play better, guys. They're a good baseball team. They are. That offense isn't isn't as bad as people think. Timing okay, could see, be I, of the essence I, I'm, here. I'm on your page for the most part. I think they will play better. Mm-hmm. I think this is a rough stretch. That as soon as they win two games in a row. It's done, and and there's not going to be the the depressing sounding sound bites from Devin Williams. I, I think once they win a couple games, it's it's they'll move on. But the offense, there's a difference between good and good enough to win a World Series. Were you surprised that 
that there was no addition at the uh, trade deadline? Yeah, yeah, I, I was. That it, it wasn't like a, a Justin Smoke addition mm-hmm. or, you know, some, something in, in that middle and range at the very least. But they just felt that this offense, and maybe Keston Hira is internally that got that acquisition. It's unfortunate that you have to look at a number one over, well, your number one overall pick, but a, but a top 10 pick in Major League Baseball as, well, maybe he can put it together this year as our guy. He's already supposed to be our guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. But we've seen this team get scorching hot offensively. And the numbers, if we're going on numbers, their numbers tell you that they're not a horrible offense. They're not a great offense. Don't get me wrong. But they're not horrible, folks. No matter how it looks, they're not horrible. The numbers don't bear that out this year. Not numbers going back five years. Just this year. They're an okay offense. They are. Will they get hot at the right time? That's the key. Will the pitching staff collectively get together at the right time? That's the key. And, and hopefully the St. Louis Cardinals are peaking too early. Let's let them get it all out of their system, and then, and then they'll fade down the stretch. Yeah, Phillies, too, just uh... – to yep. make it a yep. little bit easier of a path into the playoffs. Sorry, right, you got time to stick with us for draft mockery? No doubt. I'm I'm here. All right, let's uh let's send it over to Bart and the reason why I, I come to this show every day, this song. <laughs> come on now and try to understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. Take a scoop and put it in your mouth and eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Ow, 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 ow. Gourmet nights, popcorn. I mean nights, gourmet popcorn. They've got caramel corn and sweet cherry corn and double cheddar cheese. Double cheddar cheese. Double. Yeah, yeah. You have some nights, gourmet popcorn. Try that night, gourmet popcorn, cherry sweet corn, or Milwaukee mix. You gotta have nights gourmet popcorn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I will never forget the first time I heard that. It was like hearing Freebird for the first time. It's just, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, yeah, uh, Draft Mockery, believe it or not, brought to you by Knight's Gourmet Popcorn, <laughs> providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Mentioned 1250 AM The Fan for 20% off. Let's head to Sam now for a recap of uh, last week. All right, on Friday, uh, myself, Tim Shea, and Kevin Holden, your guy, Scott Grotsky, we drafted... Places you don't want to visit. We uh, a couple days ago we drafted, you know, travel destinations. So on Friday we did the opposite. Did Kevin just pick like his last vacation trip? Uh, Kevin went with Detroit, Cleveland, Siberia, and Afghanistan for his team. Sure. But the winning that was second place. The winning team was Tim Shea, the Ragin' Canadian. He picked uh, Gary, Indiana, the North Pole, North Korea, and Nebraska. <laughs> so that'll do it for Friday's win in draft Nebraska. mockery. And I finished in third. Uh, with Chicago, the Sahara Desert, Russia, and the Amazon Rainforest. All right. He tried so I, I, hard someone to should have had Wrigley Field on there. You know, I was going to do that. I, I, I was going to go really silly. And, like, for my first pick, I was going to go, you know, Soldier, Soldier Field and then Wrigley Field and then yeah. United Center and all that. But, <laughs> that would have been uh, funny. I feel like I had to keep up. All right. The standings now in draft mockery are 
Believe it or not, Tim, a couple days ago, we had our very first tie in draft mockery between wow. Kevin and myself. We were drafting uh, traits in a woman for Tim Shea to date, and we both uh, ended up splitting on that draft. So the standings are a little goofy, but bear with me. I'm in the lead with 11 and a half wins. Toby is in second with six. Kevin Holden in third place with three and a half wins, a half game above <laughs> Tim Allen and Tim Shea. Both of the Tims have three wins each. Bart Winkler and Stephanie Sutton all have two each. And Evan Heffelfinger, Adam Roberts, and Scott Grotsky, yourself, man, you all got one so far. But, Scott, you got a whole week. You can move up in the rankings God, for it's sure. Just, it's, it's crazy the guy who's on this show every day has more wins than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, Bart, Bart. Yeah, that's nuts. I, I mean, look, I could still lose at the end of the day. It just so happens that I kick ass and draft mockery. It's not uh-huh. my fault. And he picks uh-huh. all the topics, too, Scott. See yeah, no, works? we got, we got, no, this, one, this one was me, to be fair. Yeah. But I, I, <laughs> okay. I think we, uh, I think Bart brought this up a bit ago. We got a petition to do winning percentage instead of yeah. overall wins. I'm just too lazy. Yeah, That's I really what it boils I don't down blame to. You for that. All right. If you guys want to do it for me, and then I'll take it from there, I'm, I'm totally for it. But yeah, this is uh, Scott's idea. And Tim, if you want to chime in for draft mockery topics, you used to host the show. You're always allowed to, I'm not holding mm-hmm. you back or anything. All right, today's uh, topic, we are doing current Wisconsin Hall of Famers. Not future, current Wisconsin Sports Hall of Famers. So, Congratulations again, 1250 AM, the fans, Lori Butler. Absolutely. Inspiring this segment. Yeah, and then today's draft order, once again, this is just based on Friday's draft. I did not manually pick this. I will have the first pick. Tim Allen, mm-hmm. you will go second, and uh, Scott Krawski. Kevin yeah. Holden had the first pick on Friday, so because of that, you will pick third, all right? Yeah, there's a good top two, though, and then I got nothing. All right. There's a good top two, um, but I feel congr- you know, I'm gonna go with my guy here. You know, it's not because I'm contractually obligated or anything, but I'm gonna go with the man who just went to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, me, Leroy Butler. Mm-hmm. He should have been disallowed here. Yeah, we can. I'm fine with that. We because can say, I mean that that's Scott. What do you think? Should yeah, we should we disallow Leroy Butler because that is just gonna win this yeah. thing? Yeah, outright. I think we let's I think do we take him out today. All right, recency bias, Leroy. This is honoring Leroy, so we yes. will not draft Leroy. All right, fair enough. All right, um, with the second first pick of the draft, uh, give me uh, Hank Aaron. Good pick. He was at the top of my list. You got my guy. I know. That's why, you, you def- that's you why I took it. Did. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he, he was in town over the weekend, and I got to go with my guy, number 19, Robin Yount. Fair enough. Scott Grotsky, your uh, first pick in <sighs> Wisconsin Sport uh, Hall of Famers. I'm between two. I'm going to go Bart Starr. Good Fair pick. Enough. First Packer is off the board. Good pick. All right. Um, let me see, figure out what we got left here on the board right now. Um, with my second pick in today's draft, I'm going to go with the Minister of Defense. Give me Reggie White. Sure. He's on my, my list. Sure. Yep, yep. I will go with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm. Nice. That was mine. Um, oof, that was that was me. Uh, I guess I'll stick Packers quarterback. I'll do Favre. I was there wondering uh, when the first buck was going to be taken. But Tim ended up picking Abdul-Jabbar. This is going to be. Yeah, I'm more curious a... if there's going to be a second buck taken. Oh, this is, is going to be tough. There is. This is. Uh, you went with Bart Starr. I got to write that off there. Um, let's see. For my third pick, give me – I'll go with the Buck here. I'll go with uh, – actually, you know what? There's still a Brewer on here. I'm surprised they're still on the board. Give me Paul Molitor for my third yeah. pick. Yeah, good good pick. Tim? This in the third round may just win me the the, the round here. Could be. It could just win the week, win the day. So, 
I will go with, and I don't know if you guys were, were thinking this this way. No. But no. Vince Lombardi. Oh, that was my next pick. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh man. Yep. God, I mean, in some some pick. regard, he should have went before the, you know, what, three, six, seven, eight, seven picks ahead of him. Yeah, but I figured I'm the only one looking at a picture of Lombardi and his boys right now, <laughs> so no one else was going to take him. I was going to take him later. I'm such an idiot. Just mm. like on Friday, how I didn't pick North Korea. Before Tim Shea got him in third, before he got that in the third round, and I, I'm right, mad. So, see, the, you guys complain about me being on the show every day, but you know this is why we have the guests on. Because I'm surprised he didn't pick CNN Studios. I'm gun shy now. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, the other one that I was hoping to save because I figure no one would think of him. Uh, I'm gonna go Euchre. That's Ooh. oh, he was gonna be my last pick, so you snaked it back from me, Scott. All, All right, right. I feel All better. Right. I'm yep. such an idiot. I didn't have either of those last two on my board. Man. I should just quit, right, Tim? <laughs> uh, no, this the, all three of us, we're going to be really, really close here. I hope so. All right, um, last pick. Oof. I don't know if I want to do This is a lot of pressure right now. Um, I will go with a buck on my team to round it out, even though there are some great Packers I have still, still left on the board. So give me the big O, Oscar Robertson, yeah. for my last pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good pick. Tim, your last pick. Well, since there's only one pick left after me, so my list had Hank Aaron, Kareem, Yount, Molitor. There's Fingers. There's Simmons. There's Don Hudson. Um, Reggie White was taken. Uh, Bud Selig. Alan Amici. And my last last one on the list, and I think it's going to garner some, some attention, hopefully, across the uh, Twitter sphere. So not just here in Milwaukee. But is, I'm assuming, now I, I probably should have verified this, is Barry Alvarez? Oh my God, you're killing me, man. In, it, yes, so <laughs> oh, he is. You're okay. killing me. Barry Alvarez is my, my selection. Uh, can you give me the rest of your list now? I'm out. That was, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> There's Fingers and Simmons. Uh. There's still a whole bunch of. Pa- I mean, you get to go through. Well, like I know. I kind of want to do like Mitski or something, Horning, but then that's a that's a lot of legs. Hirsch, Allen, that's a lot of Packers. If I end up doing three of them, I had Nitschke on my list. I was going to take Nitschke, Nitschke, yeah. Nitschke if it wasn't for Oscar. Oh, I can't believe you just took Alvarez. Hey man, you had to. You guys both had Gene. Wow. Ugh, Bo Ryan is too much of a stretch. I hope this is a close draft. It should be. It should be. Yeah. Oh, this physically hurts me. <laughs> Oof. Um. Also have another Packer that went in the Hall of Fame last year, too. Woodson. Yeah. Charles Woodson, yeah. That might not be a bad pick. <laughs> it's tough times uh, out here for Scott Krotsky right now. Or Bud Seeley. I mean, Curly Lambeau, he's got to be in the Hall of Fame, right? There you go. Oh, yeah. Curly Lambeau. All right. Ugh, that's a brutal last pick. A quick <laughs> recap of the teams. <laughs> All right, my team ended up consisting of Hank Aaron, Reggie White, Paul Molitor, and Oscar Robertson. Tim Allen, your team. Robin Yount, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Vince Lombardi and Barry Alvarez. Might be a winner. Uh, Scott Grotsky, your team. Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Bob Euchre, and Curly Lambeau. I don't know, man. I would put them in... In I really me, liked mine until the end. Every time me, I th- Scott, and then Sam. I, I think yeah. I'd rank that in that order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I would too. Every time I think it's going to be a close draft, um, it yeah. ends up being the exact opposite. So we'll see. You guys can vote on that uh, at 12:50 a.m. The fan on Twitter. After I put that up in about a couple minutes from now, Tim, appreciate the time as always. 
and uh, we will hear from you. By the way, did you hear Bart's uh, promo for tomorrow? I did not. Do you want me to play it for you real quick? Sure. Yeah, let's do right, This was uh, Bart's promo for tomorrow morning. The God. Bart Winkler Morning Show. Coming up on Tuesday morning, we'll talk about how the Brewers tank their season on purpose. Tim Allen joins us at 7. <laughs> and I'll once again get exposed for my old Devontae Adams take. Fred Siegel of Old Takes Exposed joins us at 9. Join us weekday morning, 6 to 10 yeah. on The Fan. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. And, and uh, yeah, no, no one's no one's trying to lose on purpose. And, yeah, but we, we need to we need to sort things out. As I said before, as I started the whole conversation, we need to be careful lumping in all the history of what you deem as failures in the Milwaukee Brewers organization. Um, don't don't lump all that into one specific day. And and it's tough, but yeah. we shouldn't do that. It's uh, it'll be an all timer between you and Bart at 7 a.m. on the Bart Winkler show tomorrow. Tim, with that and the 1982 comments that we talked about on the past couple Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball mm-hmm. post game shows, and then obviously Tuesday night, make sure to tune in the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball post game show after Brewers Rays as well. Tim, appreciate the time, and as always, Tim, I want to remind you, I love you. Okay, thanks, guys. Love Scott, you, Tim. good to meet you, man. You sound you too, great. Tim, Tim stay All back. Right. I love you. <laughs> Bye now. I love you, too. That was Tim Allen on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe. And like Great Midwest Bank help you experience the state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Also, reminder, that was Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery, providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Make sure to mention 1250 AM The Fan when you go there for 20% off. You are listening to the Fan Afternoon Show. Scott Karatsky along with Sam Schmitz. We will be back in a minute with Pick a Lane as we recap the top topics of the day. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.